we're live, so make be careful with your confession. <laughs> this Just is, in time for your confession. This is my confession. I was going to make a gin and tonic, and then I brushed my teeth. And oh, I thought, ooh, yeah. I thought, do it. it's not that I don't want to drink the gin and tonic with the minty, fresh mouth. That I would be fine with. Oh, it really? was more, I didn't want to brush my teeth a second time. Yeah. <laughs> So yep. it's just laziness. A hundred percent. Like my, my laziness apparently was greater than my love of alcohol tonight. Oh, well, that's I was good. Like, hmm. I get that. So not much. brushing my yes. teeth again. That's a definite, that's a sign yes. you do not have a problem or you have a different kind of problem. <laughs> a lazy problem. <laughs> well, while you get your glasses, I will do kind There's of an problem. intro so that we have yeah, an, you intro do an intro when this is on I'm the podcast. I'm going to write an intro. So welcome to the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We are on the Tipsy Ellipses Facebook Live. I think I did that sentence wrong. Once a month, we do a Facebook Live yeah. version called Tipsy Ellipses. I am the only one who is kind of tipsy with my Irma Bombeck Writers Conference wine glass mm. conference. Aww. was postponed Not stolen, October. which takes some of the fun out of it. Oh, my God. They did I tell you? Well, no. Do you remember the first time we went? Actually, that's how Missy, is that how we met? Or is that the mom's That was our first conference, conference I think. That I think that the, was our first hotel room together. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> it was the first time we spent <laughs> the night together. <laughs> that was also like one of the first nights that we knew each other. But, <laughs> but so we shared a hotel room and everybody at the Irma Bombeck conference on the last night got these wine glasses that you got to take home. And we put them out. Maybe it wasn't the last night because the housekeeping came the yeah. next day and took all our wine took glasses. <laughs> Like, I think they just thought Aww. they were the hotel wine glasses. Aww. And I was all, weren't, weren't. And I think I posted something like a little sad face on it about, you know, Facebook or something the next day. And then like a week later from the Irma Bombeck conference, they mailed me one. And it was so sweet that they did that. But mm. then the next year, people just kept on giving me their wine glasses. So I came home <laughs> with like a half. I have like a set You've for a, a table party. setting. Yeah. I do. I, I was really hoping that where you were going with this story was that you stole them off the housekeeping cart and oh, that no. you just got like a whole service for 12. No, because I did they had not. been collecting them. No, that is a good idea. But no, I give, I used to be a housekeeping person at a hotel my senior year of high school. So I tip my hat and have the highest respect and would never steal anything from their carts because I know what a pain in the patootie it is to have to go refill that thing if it's <laughs> way at the end of the hall. So no, I wouldn't. I didn't finish my introduction though. Tipsy no, ellipses. We got sidetracked with our I, glasses. I, I specifically got sidetracked. So we are having our tipsy ellipses, which is our live recording. The podcast will air this week. <laughs> Sometime. <laughs> Sometime this week, but today we have, I'm so excited to have Abby Matthews with us. Wave, wave, Abby. I'm waving, not that yeah. you can see it on a podcast, but. Well, this yeah, is, a, yes, I know. We have two people watching so they can see you. Oh, wave. there you go. It's probably our moms. <laughs> um, but so just as a little, even though we're a little more loosey-goosey on our Facebook Live episode, I am going to give her a proper intro that Abby is slash was the host of the Mom Rights podcast. <laughs> Podcast. Mm -hmm. She just disclosed to us that she has four unaired episodes that we are going to make her figure out her password at Blueberry so that she can release. Uh, she's also a middle grade writer and a social media manager for a happy writer and a former teacher and a current hobby farmer, misfit 
animal rescuer, which is the reason that you came up most recently. I got to say, we yeah. talk about you a lot on the podcast. We talk about mom rights a ton. We I mean, I, th- I would do. say it comes up at minimum once a month. I know. Oh my gosh. We have a problem. I, poor Abby. I do have a problem because I see, I mean, that's how we met is just, I was a really enthusiastic fan of the podcast slash stalker. I was going to say stalker. you're, you play it fast and loose with like who you spend the night with. Cause I think <laughs> I had known you like a hot minute and I pretty much invited myself to stay at your house overnight. Yes. And, and you did. And I got to explain out. to my kids about the, how we don't invite strangers to her. <laughs> I to say like, Hey kids, don't talk to strangers. So she's but not a stranger. Abby. This one worked out okay. But. It's all fine. It's all fine until she started trying to pawn off one of her exotic birds on my daughter. It was all fine. <laughs> but that is her. where you came up. La- oh, because, oh gosh, it was probably like four episodes ago mm-hmm. where we were talking about finding our voice and getting the courage to speak up. And yeah. I guess of the strength of our values, if somebody kind of yeah. says something that not triggers us, but that is against something that we believe in. So someone was telling Missy how much they hated birds. Yeah, they were saying birds are gross, like, oh, gross. And I thought, normal me. I mean, and this was a friendly, funny conversation. It was not an antagonistic thing. But normally, because it was a friendly, funny conversation, I would have been like, oh, yeah, whatever. Birds are gross. But I thought, <laughs> you know what? birds are not gross. I mean, some of them are, but <laughs> I love birds. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to say like, I love birds. So if you want to give me a bird themed gift or, or a bird, like that would be great. <laughs> and of course my friend was like, I hope you never find a place to house a bird. I do not think you need a bird. No birds. <laughs> well, well, let me just speak up and say that those two things are not mutually exclusive. Birds right. can be gross and you sure. can still love them. Yes. Because <laughs> I am going to say that, yes, indeed, they are gross. They're really so, messy. They are very messy. They're very smelly. But also, Aww. I love them terribly. So oh They're my. like children. Children yeah. are messy and gross, and we love them For anyway. Sure. Right? Exactly. Sure. Well, we and then had a parakeet growing up, and yeah, he was so messy. Oh, my God. He just... Do they just kick stuff or is it, is it like their food or stuff. is it poop? Yeah. And poop, all of it. It's all yeah. everywhere. I should have, but why didn't I bring a bird on this episode, you guys? What? The, the, I what? mean, it would take me two seconds to get a bird. Okay. Well, in a, a moment. Bird. When it's may... time, like when you're yeah. ready, we'll go get when a bird. You're... Okay. <laughs> and Suzanne and I will stay here. Because and... <laughs> I have never seen Sweet Pea. Sweet pea. And that is what came up um, actually in the podcast episode when I was trying to do justice and could not to the story of sweet, sweet, sweet pea, who you adopted from a couple who apparently was having some marriage issues. Was the woman's name Barbara? For some reason, I was screaming Barbara. Is it Barbara? Okay, you got the Barbara part right. We have no idea what their names are. Because oh. they did not disclose any of this information. Well, apparently one of them's named Barbara. Well, I think somebody was named Barbara. <laughs> they called me Barbara quite a few times. Or I, they, she, she, Sweet Pea was a she. Um, so poor Sweet Pea has actually, so this is one of those things that's hard. Like speaking up for yourself is hard. Sometimes I yeah. think doing what's best for an animal in your care is also very hard. And right. so we, we love Sweet Pea. But I will tell you this much, um, macaws are not meant to be pets. They make Mm. terrible pets. And they make terrible pets because oftentimes they have needs that we as humans can't fulfill. Mm. And let me just say, Sweet Pea had hit the point where 
she needed a mate, which made her very aggressive um. and very territorial. And she was stealing things from around the house and sitting on them like they were eggs. Oh, that oh, makes me sad. Sweet. It does. It makes me sad too. And so, you know, we we agonized over it for a really long yeah. time. But ultimately, I'm lucky enough to be friends with um, a series of people who are in different rescue organizations. And actually, it was the tortoise rest, my tortoise rescue friend. <laughs> Your tortoise rescue. Knew someone. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was just like, okay, fine. We're going to branch into macaws. No, he okay. he said to me, I, I know someone who has a macaw sanctuary. That's all they have is macaws. They have a ton of macaws and they will not adopt her out anywhere. Like this bird is going to Perfect. essentially her last home. They don't allow visitors in. You know, it wasn't like a zoo or anything. Mm -hmm. And it was out in the middle of nowhere and beautiful and i was like that's what this bird needs is she needs to be around other macaws and i'll tell you what i was not going to do and that was get another macaw so <laughs> i'm this part of sweet sweet macaw love all over your house <laughs> oh my god can you imagine what that would sound like let me just say nope. macaws nope. scream to set, like to, to salute the sun in the morning and to salute the moon in the evening. And I can only imagine what it would sound like when they were having sex. So <laughs> I bet a quick Google yeah. search could find that answer. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> also get you flagged on some kind of list. Bound <laughs> to. Bound to. Okay, so Sweetie yeah. is no longer in your home. Okay, so when you Twice say quiet. Well, so when you say you could go grab a bird, how many choices do you have currently? Okay, well, it depends on what kind of birds you would like to see. There are <laughs> several at my disposal right now. Um, in I, have the a, home? I have a chicken with a cold Aww. that's in the garage. Uh, I How can have, you tell when a chicken has a cold? He's got an eye kind of like this. <laughs> like usually they're, they kind of, their eyes get goopy and close and he's, he's sneezing and coughing. Aww. So much like a human. Um, Does he have COVID? I don't know what the hell he has, but I feel for him. He seems yeah. miserable. So he's oh, on he doesn't feel good. He's on the bird version of Vic's Vapo Rub. Okay. Right now, and he is having a, a some resting time. Okay. Garage. We will not disturb um, we will not yeah, disturb, disturb the chicken. He's with the super cold. cute though. Uh I do have a cockatiel. Yeah, that's the newest one, isn't it? Birdie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I have a lovebird. And I think I have a dozen baby chickens that are dinosaur age. So not little. Oh, oh also, yeah. They're just that awkward teenage they're ugly. phase. Yeah, they're yeah. so ugly. bad. They're so ugly then. So <laughs> I had a chicken for a while. Again, I think I've mentioned it before. His name is Fluffy Eyes Out of Spree. So I bet you can all guess about <laughs> that's one. So that's so 80s. year that was. so 80s. I know. Is spree. I mean, I they're a word at a store I haven't thought of. In a that was like, was Benetton an alternate choice? Because I feel like that would be right. That probably the same. would have been. But you know what? I grew up in Idaho, and I don't think ben, no Benetton. We did not. We didn't even we didn't have an Esprit have store. It was like there were a few Esprit items in the section of the Bon Marche, which is now Macy's. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I don't even think we had Benetton as an option in the Bon Marche. <laughs> So no, fluffy. It was eyes odd because we had the eyes odd. Remember when we used to do the two eyes odds? Oh, 
Right. And Flip your collars, the layer them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then maybe a Argyle vest on top of it if you are feeling really cool. The nice. height of fashion. I know. Nice. Yeah. So, yes, I did have my chicken during that phase. <laughs> poor, well, poor Fluffy. He did I, not go to a sanctuary. He went to someone who I'm pretty sure ate him because he lived at my friend's house. It was a farm. And that was then discovered that he was a rooster. Oh. So he went, he went somewhere else. <laughs> he went to a nice farm in he the went country? To, yeah, he went to go live at a farm in the country. That, yeah. Aside from this farm in the country. So, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I okay. would say get whichever bird you think most wants to be on a podcast whichever one probably the sick chicken would be the most amiable if we're just being super honest <laughs> would you like me to go get the sick chicken a part of me does we'll and part of me doesn't, but yes i feel like we need it we okay. Need it. okay we'll um, just talk amongst ourselves that's our, that's I was gonna say what it beclamped uh discuss yeah. what is yeah, that guy we'll, says we'll discuss talk amongst, amongst yourselves ourselves. okay <laughs> what can we talk about Missy you know what while Abby's gone I'm gonna actually give a few of her links because I bet we're gonna forget later so and if you want to yeah. follow up with Abby it's abbymatthews.org and it's a b b y and Matthews is m a t h e w s dot org and her Twitter is at Abby Matthews and her Instagram is at shut a mother, which I really want to get some more explanation on, but it's S H U T T A M U T H A. Okay. Now the chicken with the cold has returned and Abby, Abby's returned too. <laughs> I'm so cute fiddle at this point. Uh, yeah. See, he's, see his little eye is kind of sad and closed oh sweet buddy hi, hi chicken hi friend you're gonna sneeze for us let me get you really close to the microphone which is now <laughs> gross because then i'm gonna have to change that little yes your pop guard pad. or whatever yeah. <laughs> you want to just can you can you say something for us bunny no no <laughs> word Oh, oh see, sweet, sweet pea would have been able to say something. She she would have had some choice words for you. <laughs> yeah, Barbara. <laughs> Whoever My Barbara dad. was caused sweet pea a lot of trouble. Now, did sweet pea ever stop? Like, ever feel like in a safe place enough to stop with her foul mouth, or is was it just so ingrained in her at that point? Oh, I think it was so ingrained at that point. There was no, there was no turning back, and so. I, I mean, we tried to teach her how to say nice things, except for Sean did attempt to try and get her anytime someone came into the house. He uh -huh. wanted to train her to say hide the drugs because he thought <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh and our children God. were like, no, dad. Oh, my no. God. So. That is pretty good. <laughs> oh my gosh, Abby, I could talk to you about your crazy pets all day, but sure. there's other things that you do with your life besides. I, know. I want to talk about happy writers. Oh, yeah. happy yeah. writer. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Should I put the yeah. chicken away or is he allowed to stay? <laughs> I mean, he can stay as long if as you're happy, comfortable with your chicken. He's cool. He's on my, if he poops on me, it wouldn't be the first time. Okay. No, so. yeah. that We don't want to disrupt him any more than he's been disrupted. <laughs> Probably happy for a cuddle. Oh. I can hear bad, him. Just nice. like, oh. <laughs> oh, oh here comes Sean. He'll take the chicken back. <laughs> <laughs> sure. 
<laughs> okay, he looked at me like, no, thank you. <laughs> I actually don't want to do chicken work right now. He's in his pajamas. Oh, so, so am I, Sean. It's okay. <laughs> I'm in my pajama pants. Oh. And basically a pajama shirt. Did you get your chicken taken away? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. We're talking about Happy Writer? <laughs> yeah. Yes. What, what would you like to know about Happy Writer? Well, how did you get plugged in with Happy Writer? Like, tell, tell people how, where and that's what connected. what is Happy and, Writer for people yeah. who do not know? So Happy Writer is, we're kind of still a startup company. We still consider ourselves to be a first draft right now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but we're a writing community for, obviously, writers, not editors. I need one of those when I speak sometimes. But, <laughs> so we're, but we're a writing community. And we offer free classes a couple times a month. Um, we have a lot of really cool book coaches and authors that come in and do talks. We've had a publicist come in and do a talk. We would really like to get a couple of agents to come in. Yeah, so that's kind of our community aspect. But we are getting ready to launch a, a coaching wing. So we actually just kind of soft launched and our part of our idea is we feel like there are a lot of writers who are sort of getting left behind because they're very talented, but they might not have hundreds or thousands of dollars to pump into coaching, but Mm -hmm. they still need quality feedback. They Mm -hmm. still need somebody to help them with the project management, to tell them what to do next. They still need a piece of this. Um, And so we are looking for a way to make that more affordable for more writers. And we're looking at doing it two ways. One, we have a really basic entry-level coaching package that you can then, you can add on other services so that you can customize it. You're only paying for what it is that you feel like you need. Um, So that's one piece, but the other piece is we're kind of doing some group coaching mastermind sort of work where it's a combination of having a a cohort or a a small group that you bond with that you learn from, but then also you're getting individualized feedback on your work. And so you're getting to learn from other writers' feedback, your feedback, um, so that's kind of that's kind of where we are right now. It's a it's a work in progress. But yeah, I took so a class cool. two weeks ago, maybe with KJ. Oh yeah, um, who we also talk about on this podcast all the yes, time, and do. it was fantastic. Like I it's a great a format, and I I loved Thank it. And you. so I signed up, but mm-hmm. I haven't taken the next steps yet of like completing my profile or doing any of that. You should because the oh. other pieces we have an app now, and I mean the app is. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of a huge pain in my ass because there's <laughs> always something that's going wrong with the app. Yep. Um, and I am not, I'm not a tech person. Brian is a tech person, but we've kind of hit the limits of his technical know-how right. now. And yes. we're going to have to find a professional to solve some of our problems. But the great thing is we do have an app that's a bit like Facebook for writers. And so part of what we wanted to do was to be able to um, give writers a way to use social media that was more productive rather than the black hole dumpster fire of Twitter and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of chill. Basically, like writers come in and we we share about like, oh, what we're writing, what we're doing. We're having this problem. Have you ever done this? Have you seen this class? Have you read this book? You know, it's everything. When you go to your news feed in Happy Writer, 
absolutely everything is about writing. You're not wading through pictures of somebody's lunch or political rants or this or that. It's like, it's very focused. And Mm -hmm. so it does feel more productive. And the people who are using that element of happy writer, because we have a thousand writers right now, but you know, a thousand people aren't using the newsfeed, the the app portion, but those who are, I'm finding, I can see the friendships forming. Mm. I can see those relationships Uh forming. And I think that's super important because I mean, none of us are writing books in a vacuum. I mean, I I just finished my first draft of um, a middle grade book that I co-wrote with a friend of mine, Jeff. And, um, we were kind of, we had a, a nice long Zoom call. He and I can't seem to Zoom for like less than four hours. And so <laughs> we can relate to that. Yeah. So <laughs> yesterday we were Zooming and we were sort of wrapping up our stuff before we send it to the book to our editor. And we were like, oh, you know, we're just, we're months away from getting an agent. And I'm like, oh, I know we are, Jeff. Like this is going to be what propels our careers, you know. But I started, because we were having that conversation, I started thinking like, who am I going to thank in my dedication? So like this morning, I'm walking around like cleaning up breakfast and I'm thinking about all of the people who helped me essentially get to the point where I am. And I realized Mm -hmm. that list was really freaking long. (laughs) And so, you know, none of us are doing this alone. If it takes a village to raise your kids, it also takes a village to like make a book. And yeah. So, but I think um, you may actually be an outlier, at least a really fortunate person. I think a lot of people are pretty solitary in their pursuit of writing uh, that don't, because you're a very extroverted writer. You are an extroverted writer, but I do And you think... seem to be a, a, like, we're really struggling with our words tonight, Suzanne. Well, um, tipsy ellipses. Like, and I am going to paint You're inclusive. You're one of the, like, you're a gatherer of people. What am I trying to say? Yes, like, you, like you are. You are a connector. You are a connector. I, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> See? That's why we work together. I do like people, but think about this, all right? If, think about, even if you don't have a big social writers network Mm -hmm. you know you generally you have support from your family Mm -hmm. so they're Mm -hmm. on there I mean if you're really lucky not everybody's husband or spouse supports them in the same way I know that that mine does yeah um but you have an editor sometimes Mm -hmm. you have more than one editor you're eventually going to have a copy editor you know you're going to probably have a publicist at some point um Mm -hmm. you're going to have somebody that you work with as far as the design of your book I mean there's all sorts of things and yeah you can bootstrap that yeah but I mean, there are a lot of professionals out there who can take your book to a level that you can't necessarily do yourself. And when you all put your heads together to make something happen, I mean, I think you you can have a really great product if you allow yourself to let other people into your process. Yeah. And I think happy writer, I mean, that is the difference between a writer and a happy writer is having that community. And I think a lot of people just don't. And this is such a lovely way of even for people who maybe that isn't their natural personality or tendency Mm -hmm. that that allows them to like feel that community and maybe squeak out of that shell a little bit. And I do, I really think that that's why I like the happy and the happy writer, because I really think that is what makes the process 
more joyous mm-hmm. and happy is when you don't feel so alone and that you For do sure. feel like you've got this support. So I love that. And Thank it you. keeps you coming People back are... to the page. Yeah. You know? Right. I mean, nobody right. writes when it's a miserable struggle. That's when you say, Oh, I have writer's block. I just can't write. Mm-hmm. But when you're enjoying the ride, you're going to show up mm-hmm. and you're going to put your butt in the chair and you're going to do your work. Yes. So- well, you know what? I accidentally showed up. And then as soon as I got there, I read the part that said it's for fiction writers. And I was like, whoopie doopie. <laughs> so I'll just hide like, back here. I'll send it's some, okay. I'll send some That's notes right. to my husband. You might write fiction one day. You but you know, know that I did. There were some people in there talking about nonfiction stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh God, no. I worship y'all because I, my brain cannot even fathom the idea of writing fiction. I think about it and uh, like, it's kind of like me trying to think about how cell phones work or how like, it's, <laughs> like I think about it for a second and then like too much, too much, too much. So no, <laughs> nonfiction, nonfiction for this. Job. Well, if people are looking for the app, mm-hmm. where do they go? What's the best? Like, so they go to the, the app first? is in, um, well, no, you can go to either the app store okay. uh, with Apple or the app store with Google Play. It's on both platforms and you just search happy writer. And when it comes up, um, you can actually sign up for an account right from the app store. So you don't have to even go to the website unless you want to. I will say the website has much more functionality and you might enjoy the experience better, but you can't (laughs) necessarily scroll it when you're in the bathroom. So, you know. So, and it's happywriter.co, right? Dot co, yes. Yeah. Not dot com because I refuse to let Brian spend the extra two grand on an M. <gasps> so <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. No. Okay. But uh, yeah. So you were going to tell us about Brian, though. Oh, and he has his own podcast for writers. If you like writing yes. podcasts, his is called How Writers Write. Yes. And he's an MFA from NYU. So he has a lot of connections that I don't have. And he likes to use those connections to get super famous people to come and talk nice. to him. Unlike when I asked Danielle Steele to come on my podcast once and got a very lovely rejection note from her assistant <laughs> that reminded me that she hasn't spoken in public since like the 80s. Oh, my And I was goodness. like, oh, well, maybe this is where she wants to like come oh, back. Oh, I wrote back and said, are you sure she doesn't want to come teach me how to write a kissing scene? Though I think <laughs> she is the perfect person to teach me how to do that. Oh, and- that was one of my favorite episodes. And Melanie, oh my God, Melanie, we got to talk a little bit about Mel because yeah. she was on the Mom Rights podcast, your partner in crime, and sometimes kind of a partner in crime because I love how intense she would take like if she needed to research a scene where there was like a a truck speeding away like she would take a truck out and like (laughs) let's see what happens when you kick it to this speed let's do this she's like it's so funny you say that because so I was talking to one of the writers at happy writer the other day and he was talking to me about podcasting and he was interested in starting a podcast himself but he wasn't really sure what he would start his podcast about. And he's a thriller writer mm-hmm. and he's a doctor, right? And so I was like, dude, okay, think about all this shit you've had to research to write a book. 
I was like, and you write thrillers. So you've probably, I don't know, acted out some stuff while you were in the course of trying to figure out like the physicality of a scene or something. I said, listen, my friend Mel, when she had like a sack of potatoes and a car on an old dirt road, and she was trying to figure out if she peeled out and did a U-turn, like would the back door fly shut if she didn't have it closed? I was like, oh my God, you would have the best podcast if you just interviewed writers about weird stuff that they'd researched and he yes, was like that'd be so fun i know well in here maybe we should just steal this idea and the three of right? us we start should. Not gonna oh, take my a husband run should at it. do it my oh husband my god does... chris and i could do yes. it I'm oh my you god two out of the, the <laughs> yeah now. no chris does the most amazing research yeah i mean does. he's he like what his his first book that he wrote crash alive i'm gonna mess up about a million things but it had this idea of this secret society that meets outside of san francisco in the Mm -hmm. forest there and they do all these weird mysterious things and one of the readers that read it you know before he published it he self-published it was like i don't think this part is believable blah 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 blah. he's like no that's literally true like all these people (laughs) who've become presidents and like who are on the supreme court and weird stuff like do this. They're part of this society. This where weird secret working. society. And like, seriously, mm. like two months later, it was when, was it Anthony Scalia died mm-hmm. at like mm-hmm. the secret society thing? It was that. It was That's that. Crazy. And I was like, dude, you got to work this into some promotion things as far yeah. as like. <laughs> okay, so we got podcast because the other day I spent hours researching. Are you ready for this? Yes. Albert Einstein's phone number and I freaking found it. You did not. I did. What? I did. How so did you know I, it was right? Okay. So, well, Voice I mean, mail? according to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but, the internet said it is. So I found his phone number. Like, this is how nitpicky I was getting, though. All right. So I found his phone number when he was at the university in Berlin. It's 2807, in case you were wondering. But what I really wanted was his phone number from 1932 when he was teaching in the physics department at Caltech. And I could not find his exact extension. So I went to the Caltech library online and I started digging to see if I could find what the extension was for the physics department, thinking that in my book, you could just dial it and then ask for Albert Einstein. (laughs) And so anyway, I did all of this research and I wasn't able to find his number at Caltech. And so next on my list is I'm going to freaking call Caltech and ask them because, you know, librarians love that shit. Oh, they know that for sure. That's what they do. That's like their password, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. for their library (laughs) system. Oh, I'm totally changing that to be my garage code, though. If anybody ever wants to break (laughs) into my house, it's going to be Albert Einstein's phone number. Just so you know. I love it. My new debit card number. So you got it, though? No, I haven't called Caltech yet. I have Berlin. I can call Berlin. Mm, okay, so if anybody out there is a librarian at Caltech listening Please, to this, I don't think we know anybody. I don't think we know anybody. Oh my god! But no, I mean, even the places you go research, like when Chris goes to London, he'll go and make sure that he knows like exactly where certain streets are and what you would be seeing from there, and mm-hmm. it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think would... we've all read a book before where you know you know the place, mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. like, I don't think that's right. And yeah, I think that's how that 
is. It's kind of, it's nice to read a book that's really well researched. Oh my God. And writers would love to talk about that because no one appreciates it. They're like, probably want full credit for like, I did this. I did it. Yeah. You yeah. nerd out with your family and they just glaze over. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, How would you do today, mom? Listen to what I did. <laughs> like, what else did you do in my laundry? <laughs> I need underwear. Sean's like, do we have dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Nope, I but I know Albert his, Einstein's number. His exact words to me today were, when I only cooked half of what I was going to make for dinner, <laughs> he looked at me and he's like, you were pretty unavailable today, weren't you? And I said, yes, I was. I was pretty I was unavailable. unavailable. I like that. I'm going to use that. I'm unavailable. It's a nice way of saying, what the hell? <laughs> Where's half of my meal? You'll be all right. Have cereal for the other half. Uh, yeah, he'll fix it. It'll be good. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, that I love. Okay. So I'm very excited about the happy writer. That is like the perfect, perfect, perfect fit for you. You said you have yes. four of your old podcasts left that you may or may not release if you can find the login and password. Any more podcasts in your future, except for the one that you're going to do with my husband, apparently? Yeah, the, the one. He doesn't know it yet, but you can fill him in. He's on board. Dark. I'll let okay. him know. Yeah. Good. That'd be fine. He's, yeah. He's probably had a bourbon by now. We're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk him into anything. Oh my God. You should see this poor man. Oh, he, he puts up with so much stuff from me, but the one thing that he likes is just a little bit of order in our lives and our bedroom. I'm not sure if you've seen on my Instagram that it has just been for probably a week now. And I think it's been a week of me being like one more night, one more night. And it's all back to normal, <laughs> but this paint will just not take. I'm painting over dark, dark Brown. Oh. And so it's like three layers of primer. And then the primer, you have to wait 24 hours before you can do the paint. And da, da, da. that's just like a whole thing. And it, we call it the crib because it literally looks like a crib. We've pushed all of our furniture up against our bed. So you kind of have to hop into it like you're a toddler <laughs> getting in your crib. And I think he's, he's about 12 and a half hours from just either divorcing me or just refusing to come back inside. And there's so many paint fumes. Poor Missy's been hearing about it all day. Cause I just keep forgetting words. And, <laughs> and Zoe doesn't and want me to drive out. her to school. Oh yeah. Zoe does not want yeah. me to drive her to school anymore today. I like totally missed a stop. She's like, are you almost done painting? Like, are you <laughs> scary? Oh, I know. I know. Well, I'm today wasn't getting... a good day to paint because the humidity level was. And because I couldn't open the windows. Right. I couldn't open the windows. So now I'm like hot boxed in the paint. And it's so wait, what's the, what's the weather like in Texas? Because it's been freaking frigid here in Florida. It's been mid thirties. It's like iguanas falling out of trees weather. I saw oh. that there were falling iguanas. No. That's... Is Let it like just... they're playing possum or are they just dead? No, oh, they're just like frozen. they freeze because they're yeah. cold blooded. And so they, it gets cold enough because they're also they're oh. invasive species. So they're here from even more tropical places. Oh. So they freeze and it's like they literally go stiff and they fall out of the trees. And then the newspapers have to constantly remind people, please don't take them inside. Because Do they thaw out and like yeah. come yeah, back? Yeah, like eventually they, like they just, yeah. and they, they take do back They do not. Off. Really? Mm -hmm. So they just kind of freeze hibernate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <gasps> yeah. Like what's his name's head? Who is that that said they were going to freeze their head? Oh, Richard Branson. Is he the one? <laughs> Maybe somebody <laughs> said they were going to freeze their head. 
Why? Be a movie. I don't know. Oh, like cryogenically freeze yourself so that when oh, the technology exists, you can yeah, come back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. The iguanas thought, have already figured it out. I thought you meant he wanted an iguana head. I was like, what? No, no, no. <laughs> he seems like he could have as many as he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just come down here. Thing to want, Richard Branson. But... Bring a broom. You can just sweep them up. Off well, the that's kind of what Florida. I'm picturing. If they're invasive, this seems like a good time to just gather them up and like ship them back. Get rid of them. <laughs> Hilarious. They all wake up and are like, like wait where? a minute. Where am I? Where's my nest? Where's, where's my well, I had a really good laugh because like I get the push notifications on my phone from like the local newspaper. And it was like five tips for staying warm in Florida with this winter whatever they called yeah. it. And I started laughing and I was like, I'll give you five tips. It's like, you don't even have to pay me to write that article. How about buy a pair of pants? How about put on a jacket? Like, how about wear some socks with those Crocs? I'm like, I, I'm not really sure why they feel like they have to dish out tips to stay warm. But apparently down here, it just eludes people. So, uh, yeah, Floridians know. just don't know. They don't know. They freak know. the hell out. But I'm... I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, another confession. We started oh, this off with a confession. I know. Yeah. Oh wow, double confession. Here's another confession. Hmm? I refuse to turn on my heat. What? So it's uh, been like the heat either. 30 degrees the last three nights, and I refuse to turn on the heat in my house. I'm like, kids, you just pretend like we're still living in New England. I'm like, layer up. <laughs> what? Because we live in Florida and I feel like Shouldn't I should never it. have to turn it on. Uh, oh, well, so I have dug to turn in. on the heat because of the paint and the brain damage. <laughs> I have to open the windows at night. Turn on a fan. We have two fans and our bedroom door open and it still is so fumey. So we have to open a couple of windows and oh, it's, it's chilly. It's chilly. But today it's very rainy. It has stopped raining for maybe 14 minutes maybe. today. Yeah. And it's just like, boop, boop, boop. I, ha I have a word for you though. Just one. What? Hotel. Oh, yeah. Well, can you just like make a staycation out of this no <laughs> okay you've no, met my dog just gonna eat my brain <laughs> oh that's true yeah. oh what would How they do they high what they, yeah. they are not high because they are not allowed up here in fact i just right before we started airing um i had to go out there because i thought one of the dogs had gotten in because i heard like paper wrestling like because there's of course paper tape to the floor and it's just right. a disaster um but no Daisy is out in the hallway because there's a piece of tape and paper that go under the door and she's trying to, she's biting it off the floor. So now I'm probably going to have like a little divot in the hardwood floor for Davy, Davy, Daisy. Um, see, I can't speak anymore. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have drank the wine on top of this because I really am just like, now you but, can't drive yourself to the hospital later when you got to go. Oh, for I know. Well, you know what the you problem have is? To call and hope an ambulance comes. I yeah. was telling Missy about this earlier and Lee, I think, I don't know. Or maybe I was just talking to myself about how <laughs> the, the paint stores are out of paint now. Yeah. We talked about it when we recorded. Yes. Because they're missing certain ingredients to make their paint. So yeah. our Benjamin Moore store, store, Benjamin Moore store. <laughs> it's hard to say. Benjamin Moore store didn't have any semi-gloss, the base, just white base. So you can make anything that was with a light colored base, which is any so trim, weird. any trim. 
Uh, so I had to go drive like a gazillion miles across town to find a place that had the semi-gloss, but they didn't have satin. It's just a weird thing. But but it made me think, because I have painted a lot of things. Every house I have painted pretty much. It. Oh, did that, was a that a bird? I Where? heard a bird. Oh. <laughs> I heard a bird too. You're yes. probably just so used yeah. to birds. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was birdie. Yeah. Oh, I heard a dog bark at the same time. So I'm like, man, Suzanne's brain is really <laughs> far gone if she's listening to this dog and saying, oh, it's a bird. <laughs> she's going to go dial 811 later and wonder why 911 doesn't pick up. Right, so. <laughs> oh, okay. But along those same lines, I started thinking because I painted a lot of stuff in my life and these are hitting me a, a little more than usual. Granted, it could be just a lot of other things, but part of me is like, maybe it's not quite the semi-gloss. Maybe they didn't have the ingredient maybe to make it, or the proper semi-gloss and they were just like, how about a little of this asbestos or like, how about, I don't know what they're, they might just be making do with like, right. it might close not be to whatever ingredients stuff. are. I know. Cause there's usually the primers, the nasty stuff, but this mm -hmm. trim paint is, it's knocking me hmm. out so yeah i don't know i don't sorry, sorry benjamin Moore. don't so, sue me for <laughs> defamation of your product <laughs> i was gonna say i'm sorry you don't have an art degree because you would be high on turpentine fumes and oil paint yes. and all of that i get one whiff and i'm like oh i'm home baby. oh back in my good old I'm well home. you know i used to do that in a woodworking class my favorite class ever was my woodworking whenever we'd stain stuff we mm. would just oh, we would just pour smells. turpentine over our hands that's how we would wash our hands yes oh my yeah it's just like rub the turpentine. It's just like totally fine. No and wash your face with it. <laughs> really good for your pores. So good for you. Oh my God. How did any of us survive? Actually, someone did not, their finger did not survive that class. Oh. Yeah. I mean, every I... shop teacher is kind of got, you know, like one nub somewhere. Yes. This was a student, but it was more, it was just the, just the, just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> just the tip. Get your squishy out and show us. where was it cut off? Right there. <laughs> His eye fell off. Oh. I will never get over that squishy. Do you I know the story behind up. that, Abby? I do know the story behind that. Yeah. And I cannot tell you how many times I've gone to buy the same squishies, but thought I will mortify my children. Oh. They don't even like it when I wear my t-shirt. I think you know about this t-shirt, the one that says no country for old men, but it's a big uterus that yeah. looks like a steer head. <laughs> yep. I think yep, I yep, tried yep. to get you to buy the matching pants. <laughs> you probably did. <laughs> but I, I like to wear that and... And your kids won't like do that. it. No. Oh, no, no, my poor kids. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, I did not try to buy that. I tried to buy just some something else, animals. right? Yeah, it was supposed like... to go to the teachers. Like, yeah, yeah. It was a little prize box <laughs> for my son's <laughs> kindergarten class. No, yeah, no pun intended. But it was, uh, no, I literally was like hours away from just handing this giant bag to a kindergarten teacher to be like, give these away to their students if they do good things until luckily my son was like, that one looks like a penis. I was like, <laughs> well, because it is. And then he's like, can I have it? But no, it's no, it's, no, it's mom's. <laughs> oh my God. But you know what? I had another friend like a year later after that and she runs a preschool. She's like, it happened again. <laughs> Luckily one of the parents found it, but 
it just gets, you know, I guess in the production line, you know, there's some kittens, there's some bunny rabbits and ducks, and then there's some penis. There's some penises. Just, just got wrapped in there. Oh my it's a good goodness. Not everybody's, not everybody's as uptight as Americans. So I they're know. just coming from someplace that's a little freer. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> that was yeah. one of my favorite. Uh, you know what? Talk about writing. You spend how many gazillion hours writing like the perfect post or the perfect book or this piece that I've been submitting that I spent all this research and stuff on. The post that I wrote about that thing, it was like my Amazon review of, the, <laughs> of my squishy yeah. penis. And it literally was just my Amazon review of the squishy <laughs> penis. And I, that thing was like, like pop sugar and it was like it went viral and all this stuff. And I was like, I didn't even proofread it. I just was like, I, I have, have things to say about real stuff yes i want to talk to you about like the demoralization of the stay-at-home moms and their identity crisis of going back to work but all you want to hear about is my squishy penis that's right my amazon review (laughs) i know but no you've okay so you you've got the your books how you've uh you're on number four is that what you said i'm on number four and i'm i'm hoping this is the one because what they don't yeah tell you about when you write fiction books is that the debut novel that you see that comes out on the shelves is probably not that writer's first book and we don't know that and so you kind of wake up one day and you think oh I'm gonna write a book this is gonna be easy and then you realize it's not five years later I'm still trudging away thinking Maybe this will be the one. I, I'm so optimistic every time though. I'm like, you this have is to it. be this though. is gonna be the one. Oh you my can. God. But you are so not alone. And that's part of the happy writer community too, I'm sure, is just being reminded that like this is not a sign of your writing ability. This is not a sign of your ideas not being good. It's just like 17 things in the universe have to align perfectly in order for it to just this is the reality of it and when it comes true i mean this is the other thing when when it finally happens because Mm -hmm. i'm i feel like it's going to happen it is it is going to happen it's just it's it's not going to be because of luck though i mean it's going to be because of hard work and because you don't give up and you yeah. just keep trying. And yeah. But so... then they're all going to be like, oh, Abby Matthews, an overnight oh, success. Yeah. <laughs> be like, go listen to my podcast. <laughs> there is no overnight about this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But no, and same thing. I mean, my husband's the same way. He's, I mean, I don't know which book he's on, but he does it for the love of it. And I mean, he is definitely a talented writer. He's won the Texas conference thriller category for two years in a row, all the pitch mad stuff. And it's just like, just having to find like the perfect agent that wants exactly what you want while the market is also in demand of exactly what you want. And it's just, and it's not that it's not going to happen. It's it's just all these things have to match up and Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that one of the top book coaches in the world coached you through your first book, I mean, tells you that it is high quality. And I mean, I listened to every episode and she was like legitimately in love with your pages and really excited about them and stuff. So I even think it's not like you have one, two, three, four, and then you have the one that's success. I think they're all going to find a life somewhere once the first, once one does. Yeah, I think that eventually I'll go back. And I'll pick up those ideas or mm-hmm. those manuscripts. Like I actually just um, 
So the one that I wrote before this was about a little pirate girl. It was kind of like Pippi Longstocking meets Dr. Doolittle. So that, those were like my two comps. Yeah. And I freaking loved this book. And I sent it off to an editor actually who works for Hatchet mm -hmm. uh, Publishing. Uh -huh. which, so she was in the British market. Um, but I liked some of the books that she had edited for and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I really thought this book was super solid. Like the plot held together. I thought the world building was great. I had all these pirates that weren't typical pirates. They were like different. They were like these eco warriors, but they were also Ooh. like super funny and they were uh, like a little more gentlemanly. They weren't like mm -hmm. scoundrelly, you know, but uh -huh. they looked like pirates and they were on the sea and they were causing mayhem just in a very different way. And uh, so anyway, she, she edited my manuscript and she came back and she told me a couple of things that were really interesting. She was like, first of all, I don't understand how you have managed to nail some really high craft things while mm -hmm. simultaneously being totally oblivious of all your genre conventions. And then she just like started tearing me down, right? Oh, I thought this well, was going to be a really nice compliment. Oh, no. Like, I mean, she, she basically said to me, look, this book doesn't fulfill your genre requirements, but it's really well written. She's like, you can do this to fix the things in this book it's going to make it a different story. She's like, I don't see how you could fix it without making it a different story. Oh. And she said, but I'm going to be really harsh and like basically tear it all down because I think you're good enough to make it if you uh, keep going. And she's yes. like, and if you're not going to keep going, then good, get out of the way for everybody else. Wow. What? Oh, I'm not ready for this business. I'm not ready and for this business. So, <laughs> this is why it's taken me three uh, and a half years. years to do my proposal that's so, never going to get submitted. Here's mm -hmm. where I'm going with it, right? So she tells me like, okay, one of the things that she said that was against genre conventions is when you write for, for a middle grade audience, you have to have predictability. And by predictability, mm. she doesn't mean that you have to be able to figure out what comes next. What she meant was, if you present a book to children that is about pirates, and mm -hmm. then your pirates don't do anything piratical, <laughs> you have not given them what they want, and they're going to put your book down, right? So that like mm. really sat with me, and that really bothered me, because I wanted to write pirates that were different. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, you, you were know? talking about it and I'm like, oh, I love these different oh, pirates. They were so cool. Right. And mm. or, I mean, I thought they were cool. And there was a pirate rat and there was a pirate like I had all these cool like things yeah. that I loved about it. There was a, a one eyed bald eagle in the book that was based <laughs> on like the one eyed bald eagle at the wildlife sanctuary. And the wildlife sanctuary told me I could have him to use for my school visits. Oh, my God. And I could take him to school because he was the one I'd and he had the same name. I kept his name and everything. So Aww. it was just, it was going to work beautifully. I was yeah. so excited about this book, but don't you know, it's, I think it's, um, HBO is coming out with a new show that comes out next month or in March. Um, what's his name? It's like Ta Taiki Wakika or whatever. Taika Waititi. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's called Our Flag Means Death. And they're gentlemen pirates who are not piratical at all. And if I'm her like, name is attached to this at all, you can sue. <laughs> and I was like, oh my yeah. gosh. But you know what? Here's what it here's what that did for me. I thought, good. See, now it's been done. 
And now right. I'm not the first and one. And now it's yet. a convention. Now it's a convention. And guess what? Now I have a fucking comp. Yep. And so <sighs> I was like, boom, mic drop. I'm going to revisit that story. Yeah. With my pirates yes. that aren't pirates. I mean, I understand that there's certain rules and conventions and whatever, but I don't know. I mean, and then there's like someone who becomes this breakout hit because they broke all the rules and everybody's like, yes. Ooh, how brave. It's like, no, it's everybody's doing that. It's just somebody let them get past the gatekeeper. <laughs> like, right. There's a lot of brave people out there. It's just, nobody yeah. will like let them you know, get past. It's so frustrating. Well, it's so frustrating. I can say That's this. It takes the, years. Mm -hmm. the, the Tahiki Wakika. What's his name? How do you say it? Is it Taika? Yeah. Taika, right? Taika, Taika Wakika. I don't know. He's beautiful, though. Whatever. Yeah. Whoever yeah, he, he is. is. I really enjoy his work. I just yes. can't say his name. We'll but I'll Google tell you what. Him. He's earned those stripes. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, if right. you pull up his IMDb and... I also looked it up. He's like a year younger than me. I'm like, what the hell, dude? Ugh. Look at your amazing like resume. <laughs> I'm like, what do I have to my name? I'm like, oh, oh, you that makes me crazy. <laughs> no, no, like no. First of all, he probably has not raised two beautiful girls and like half of a rainforest of birds. <laughs> I'm gonna look him up if he's got birds and babies. He has to eat your words. <laughs> Game on. Game on. <laughs> no, oh. it's just not even a fair comparison. We could drive well, ourselves I feel like crazy I've reached doing the that. age where almost everybody is younger than me now. Like, uh, I mean, that's an exaggeration, obviously. But <laughs> like, it used to be you'd Google people and you'd be like, oh, yeah, like they're older than I am, of course. Like, so often I Google and I, I'm like, oh, crap, look at what they've accomplished. It's a weird mind game that I don't know that we need to play. Okay, you, you know, know the what? most messed up part of watching, we just finished The Sopranos uh, because we're 20 yeah. years behind, but it was so funny watching it and they'd be like, oh, you know, Tony Soprano or all these guys who I'm assuming are like 75 yeah. years old and they're all like, oh, I'm turning 50 next month. And I'm like, what? It's so bad. Oh, the um, Married with Children. Do you remember that show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honest to God, I think they were like supposed to be our age when they were in that show, doing that show. And I'm like, right. oh, no, uh, I'm not Al Bundy's age. Like, I don't have to undo my pants and stick my hand down <laughs> and after I eat a meal, do I? But then I was like, well, yeah, maybe I do kind of sometimes. Oh, if I, I, I don't stick my hand on there, but sometimes I need to undo my pants. <laughs> oh, all the time. I'm in my I'm in my flannels that are even tighter than they used to be at Christmas. Now, I would oh, do anything God. to be able to fit into a pair of Peg Bundy pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's my goal. Peg Bundy is my goal. There you go. <laughs> Oh, I think it's gonna be the new T-shirt I'm gonna make for you. Squad Peg Bundy. Peg Bundy. <laughs> yes, aspiring Peg Hashtag Bundy. That's goals. my goal. Just the pants. <laughs> hair. I can see you in that hair. Oh, uh, I don't have enough yeah. hair to do that. She had nice boobs too. They were kind of the Madonna sort yeah. of thing going right. on. I think. Like yeah. Conical. Is that a word? Con cone. It is yeah. now. Yes. Oh my yeah. goodness. Okay. What haven't we covered about your amazing life? We got the podcast. We got your books. We got your happy writer. We got your birds. All right. I'm going to tie um, it all together with one last story. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. Here we go. So, you know, I have pigs, right? So that's what I was going to ask. Like I wanted you to tell us about more animals. So <laughs> yes. Beyond the birds. Yeah. We have, we have three not so little pigs. They're probably at least a thousand pounds of pig. That's your yard. next book. Three They're not huge. so little pigs. 
actually, my next book is going to be like The Borrowers meets Charlotte's Web meets The Dukes of Hazard. I've already got it planned. What? So, but so I've got these three giant ass pigs in my yard, right? So I finished Miss Shelf to the book that I wrote with Jenny on the Mom Rights podcast. Yes. And we wrote my query letter. We got everything done. And so I sent my first batch of like five queries out, right? My parents were here. They were visiting. So I, I had a bottle of champagne and I popped it and I did not share it. And so <laughs> here I've had a lot to drink and I hear someone honking in my front yard, right? So I go running out and there's a neighbor who I don't know on the other side of my gate because we have a livestock fence that goes around the whole perimeter and we have a gate over the, the driveway. Uh-huh. And the guy's behind the gate and he's yelling, your pigs are out. Your pigs are out. And I was like, what? So I took off across the yard and I went run into the pig pen where I look and we have a big privacy fence along that side of the the yard. And like the goddamn Muppets, there's a pig sized hole (laughs) in the wooden fence. So I jump into the pig pen and I launch my body through that hole like I'm gonzo or something. And I come out on the other side. And I'm like, okay, left or right, which way if did I they were go? A pig, I'm like, if I, I had a divining rod for swine or oh. rod of swine, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go right. And so I, I zag right, and I look, and believe it or not, my pigs can hear me because I'm calling for them, and they're really smart, and they they know their names, and they come to me when I call them. Yeah. yeah. So I'm yelling. It's named after my kid's kindergarten teacher. So I'm like, Mr. E, Mr. E. And I'm like, so pissed I'm using his full name. I'm like, Michael Economos, get your ass over here. So my pigs come Michael? down the street and they're coming and they're so excited to see me. And they're, they take one look at me and they think she's got food. Awesome. So they run into me, to my bladder, and I pee my pants. <laughs> So now I'm standing drunk in the middle of the road. I have peed my pants. I have <laughs> but you found your pigs. Loose pigs who are not following me because they realize I don't have food. And I'm chasing oh. them drunkenly down the street. Well, I have this poor sweet neighbor. So I have one neighbor that lives across from me that I keep yelling, Monica, I need a banana. I need a banana. I'm waiting for her to like hear my cry for help. My dad comes running out with a goddamn umbrella. Like, that's going to somehow... What? They can't eat an umbrella. Curse these pigs to come back in. And he's flipping it like this, thinking if he opens it up and down, it's going to, like, scare him back into the yard. So I've got my dad with the umbrella on one side of me. The pigs are over here. I have a neighbor who, like, putters up in his Toyota Corolla, right? And he basically uses it like a herding dog. So we manage between my dad in the umbrella and the car and me to get one pig back through the hole. Okay. Sean is waiting with like an old pallet or something that he's like hammering back into the fence. And the other two pigs were chasing down the street. I get one into the first gate. The other one, I get to go into the second gate by our second driveway. We managed to get both pigs in. Oh my God. And I was like, (sighs) I just (sighs) gave up. I was oh like, I will never forget the first day that I ever sent a query 
because that is what <laughs> happened. I didn't even get to enjoy it. I was just like, oh my god! <laughs> they knew you needed a distraction. Oh, that kind of makes me second guess my wish to also have a pig someday. <laughs> no, they are truly terrible pets, but. My fridge is always clean because I don't do leftovers. The you just right. give me the pigs? They eat it all. It's awesome. Oh, my God. I wanted a pig because there used to be some veterinarian show with Sally Struthers on it in the 80s. Do you remember that one? No. <laughs> okay. We're going to Google that one and put yeah. it in the show notes. Sally Struthers was the veterinarian? So it was, it was, fic- it was like a sitcom or something oh, let me yeah, go to yeah, imdb yeah. oh uh, yeah. i thought maybe it was like a no it wasn't like you a know, like a jack like a reality show. yeah they didn't do those in the 80s <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. yeah she would either go and get money for children in the other nations or right. she would uh, help she pigs on no i she, don't remember this show. no it was an actual sitcom and, and then she had TV someone brought in a pig and i thought for sure i needed a pig but now not now Maybe definitely not. not that was um, also i went to one of our neighbors once and offered her like 50 dollars because she had a spare field off the side of her house and i decided i was going to put a horse there and she wasn't using it anyway and so i was like i had these big plants and my mom's like yeah sure go over and ask miss mcgrew buy, her, buy her a field for 50 dollars <laughs> buy her field <laughs> put a horse there <laughs> she did not say yes Charmkins, the Charmkins. All right, no, I'm looking. Not I'm trying to hit the 80s. Gloria, Archie Gloria. Bunker's Gloria, Gloria. No, was it Gloria? Which look? At I the, remember Gloria. On it. It's a spinoff of All in the Family. Was she about? Gloria and Joey. She got separate. Yep, she's gotten a job in a veterinarian's office. So there, there you go. go. Gloria, Gloria. Almost. I remember Gloria. I don't remember her working in a veterinarian's office at all. Yeah. I don't know. It may have just been for this very special episode <laughs> where they had to save the pig. I don't even know. Awesome. But yes, I was very moved by it. It stuck with me for what, 40 years? 40 years. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. Oh my God, Abby. How are you? Uh, be- between the pigs running into your bladder <laughs> and all the work that you're doing, this is, this is your year. I think not. Yep. This is your year. Yep, if I'm nothing else, to it. mine and Chris's podcast is going to take off. Like, oh my else. god, you will have a <laughs> devoted listener in me. <laughs> me too. I know it's bedtime at your house, so it is. I appreciate you being. And here. you, oh wait, you have a late night tomorrow. Is it something that we can direct people to? The three people. No, that are watching? it's it's actually it's a it's a mastermind. It's a small group mastermind. Oh. It's our oh. first one. It's launching. So we've got cool. six people in the first one and we're going to kind of give it a beta run and see how it goes. This oh. first one is all about um, planning your book, but not in such a way that like you come to us and we say, oh, here's this formula or here's this template and you fill it in yeah. and you have an outline. Like it doesn't work for everybody. And so mm. the idea is we're asking questions to help each writer figure out what they need to write this book and Mm. so highly individualized sort of 
process, I guess, because, yeah. you know, everybody's got a different entry point into fiction. Uh-huh. So, you know, right. some characters, some world building, some people like plot, you know, some people start with theme. I always seem to start with theme because that's what Jenny kind of taught me. And so we're just kind of trying to help people find a way because I think you do have to have a plan. Like you do have to have all the pieces mm-hmm. and you do have to have some sort of plan. Everybody's plan is a little different, but yeah. you kind of have to have a direction and know where you're going if you want to do it at all quickly. So, right. You know, so what's the best way if someone was like, Ooh, I wish I was in that. So this is your beta one. If there's going to be a next one rolled out, Mm -hmm. what's the best way for people just to come sign up for happy writer, get the newsletter, that kind of thing. And there's, yeah, you get, I think you can, you're in a, a welcome sequence. Usually we use Brian's podcast email newsletter list as like our happy writer list too. So there's a lot of crossover, but if you're in the community and you just reach out to me and tell me, Hey, I'm kind of interested in that. Next time you run in, I I'd like to be a part then, um, you know, I'll make sure you want to do it. You want to do it with me? Yeah. I do want to do it. Missy has a book in a drawer. (gasps) I have a book in a drawer and a metaphorical drawer. Tell Um, us about it. (laughs) I'll tell you about it in a little while. (laughs) (laughs) I have, I've really struggled with the rewrite part of it. Yeah. A lot. And so I need, I need some help. Like I know I need a coach, but I don't know that I'm ready for the full big coaching. So when you were talking earlier, I was like, Oh, I think I got a program for you, girl. I got Mm -hmm. a program for you. Okay. Yeah. We need to do that. Cause I'm not quite to that place of like, here's my finished manuscript. Help me. I'm kind of in this messy, murky middle place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's we're Abby, very familiar with. That yeah. I was going to say, place. Abby knows that place. We are familiar. <laughs> we can help you there. through. <laughs> now. Okay. I, I know you need to get going, but I'm so entranced by what is behind you. Is this like a story outline? Is this wallpaper? Is this, this what, is hiding my mess. So it's <laughs> from my buy nothing Facebook group. I got a room divider. Yeah, And it was ugly. So I painted it white. And then I bought um, paper, like wallpaper off a of spoon flower. They are the catalogs, card catalogs from banned books. <gasps> oh my God. What a perfect way to wrap up with the I banned books. Yeah. Oh my God. Love it. Because no. it's, it's my secret, not so secret now, third confession of the night. I want to be on the banned <laughs> books list. Nice. Ooh. That's like my ultimate goal. Some people want to be in the New York Times. I'm like, forget that. I just want to be, be on the banned, banned books list. Mm-hmm. Not well. You know what? These days is not very hard. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just no, so I'm disgusted. I post- it makes me so mad. I know. I posted a thing today about someone had done like a tweet, and I just shared their tweet, and it's gone bonkers on my Facebook. But it was basically like kids have access to the internet and to TikTok. Like books are not the problem, first of all, and they were not the problem anyway. But I mean, you think that this is? I'm just. I'm so done with humans. I'm so done with humans right now, and I'm supporting all these books. And then, of course, I had one person comment on there. She's like, "Well, if you read with your children, they will become lifelong readers." It's like that's not what the point is. That's not the point of this. I love where you're going, but that's not what I'm talking about. 
talking about? Kids don't do what we tell them to anyway. So the best way to get them to read a book is to GD ban it sometimes. Right. I'm like, <laughs> let's use that there. psychology. Oh I follow God. under the desk news on TikTok. Oh, I, I love that one. Yeah. Uh, so great. And today the message was go ahead and ban the books. And at first I was like, wait, what? But the point was books have been banned going back forever. There's been a list of, you know, books that the Catholic church told Catholics they couldn't read and it goes on and on. And it usually, it just makes those books more read even more widely, you know, mm -hmm. like banning books doesn't take the books off the shelves and it doesn't stop you from getting your hands on the books. It's yeah. just so stupid. It's just uh, so, and they're, they're the same people who are mad because like Brene Brown wasn't going to do any new podcasts because Seth yes. Rogen was being such a D bag and spreading anti-vax conspiracy stuff. And they're like, you're censoring him. Or like, what? Seth you're Rogen trying to get Joe Rogan. Oh, did I say Seth Rogen? <laughs> Seth Rogen. You know what? I didn't Start fake news. Have, I heard Joe Rogan. Like I knew who you were talking about. So <laughs> I okay, again, I just cannot emphasize enough how many paint, paint fumes, fumes are in the system. I'm a little yes. worried about you. Uh, okay, not <laughs> Seth Rogen. Sorry again, Seth Rogen. Okay, so who do I need to apologize now to? Benjamin Moore Paint Company. <laughs> Seth, Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, no. The other guy, the Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. But the same people who are complaining about him being censored, which he's not. Band books. Other people are kind of censoring themselves and just saying we're not going to be a part of that platform but then they're the same people who are like get rid of shell silverstone like i don't even know it's just uh anyway anyway yeah we're, i know we're, you we're, feel we're. me on this but i love oh, that yeah. that is amazing and i need to get one of those for behind me i was just thinking this is the solution to all of our problems <laughs> yeah it's gorgeous but I was really hoping it was all the post-its and I could zoom in and figure out what your next book was about. I thought it was going to be no. like, oh, no, there so. goes my plans for the rest of the night. Yeah. <laughs> that seriously solves a lot of like spatial issues in my life. So I know I like it until the dog walks behind me and knocks it over. That has happened before. <laughs> then we can Into your head all your you mess. see everything back there. <laughs> Yeah, no, but... all you can see is my other weird stuff here. Oh, that was the other thing that came up in our recording today is the fact that everything you see here is at least like 20 years old. And so A, they don't need to I... be here. And B, I need some new clothes. I feel like that's, you're just softening to dampen the sound. You're supposed yes. to be recording in a soft space anyway. I, yes. I assumed that's what that was for. I'm going to yes. give you credit. Just a bunch of crappy clothes to buffer the We sound. are surrounded by mm -hmm. sound dampening for sure, That's but right. it is just all our old clothes. <laughs> yeah. The lady's going to come to go through our closets. We're going to be like, I'm sorry, I cannot get rid of that. It really dampens the sound. <laughs> That's very fluffy. I need to keep it. That's, That's what vintage, vintage now. Yes. Vintage. Yeah. I want to keep it. Is. I found some pants as I was going through here. Are they Peg Bundy's? They they could be. They would be if I tried to put them on right now. I'm sure they used to be baggy, but now they're not. I don't own anything baggy anymore. Uh, I don't anyway, want to talk about on, it. on that note, I'm going to go have some dinner and ice cream. Nice. <laughs> no ice cream here, but I'm going to have dinner. Well, thank you, ladies. Oh, my gosh. I thank you so this. much for coming on. For I know we, we had the longest text thread. Actually, we had a long 
we were treating Facebook comments on a post as if it was our personal text thread. <laughs> and it had gotten to be like 20. I was like, maybe we should take this offline. And I, well, it wasn't even offline. It was just to a text thread. And then she's like, why don't we just talk, like get a Zoom like real where, people? We, where we can actually <laughs> see each other's faces. And I was like, let's do better. We're going to, we're going to tape it next time we talk so. yeah. <laughs> talk and share it with everybody else we know. Yes. Well, all right. Well, Missy, we've got our own, uh, own yes. talk that, that will, yes. We'll hook oh up my about books yeah. Later. You guys sure. have a bunch of hooking up to do, and apparently mm-hmm. you're going to hook up mm-hmm. with my husband and then I'll Sorry, don't spread that rumor. <laughs> For anybody thrilled. who just jumped in is going to be like, what kind of podcast you've already spent the night at his house. <laughs> That's right. I have. <laughs> You've had breakfast with him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, y'all. ladies, thank you. Let's get you to thank bed, you. James Coaster. All right. <laughs> it's so good to see you. Bye. See you guys. All right. Bye. See you later. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you know someone else who could benefit from today's episode, be sure to share it with them. Also, please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in the show notes over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, you can find us at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. You can find links to the group, all of our socials, and our questions and comments section over at our website, momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you so much. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.